Welcome to Episode 10 of the Pilot's Journey Podcast, where we discuss aviation and the steps involved in maintaining proficiency while enjoying the journey. I'm Stuart Stevenson, a.k.a. Pilot Stu, a private pilot in North Dallas. And my name is Stuart Stoll, a.k.a. CFI Stu, a flight instructor out of the Fort Worth area. Joining us this episode is David Kruger, the Chief Executive Officer of the Aircraft Partnership Association. Welcome, David. Well, I'm glad to be with you guys. Excellent. I had the opportunity to hear you uh, present to the uh, Experimental Aircraft Association chapter meeting recently, and was intrigued that uh, you've really kind of got a solution put together for the average pilot that wants to get into aircraft ownership. Why don't you give us a little background on how you got interested in that, and then uh, fill us in on what the APA does? Well, I'm... Uh I think I'm fairly typical of a lot of guys that are sort of re-entering uh, uh, aviation as a lo- after a long absence. Uh, I-, I grew up, my dad was in the uh, FBO business, uh, grew up on airports, uh, you know, grew up with, a, you know, a series of uh, family airplanes. And then uh, in my 20s, I got uh, got married, started, uh, we had kids, and uh, just took a long, long absence uh, from aviation. Uh, uh, probably, I guess, about 25 years or so, I didn't do any flying, and then... Uh, when I had turned 50, I had uh, kids were out of the house. My uh, I had sold a software company and uh, that we owned, and we wanted to start flying again. I wanted to start flying again, and uh, because I, I guess uh, I'm I, the, probably the the most charitable way to say it is I'm fiscally prudent. Uh, I, I knew I was only going to be flying uh, about uh, 60 or 70, 80 hours a year, and uh, um, was not a, you know didn't want to look at, at uh, sole aircraft ownership, not only from a cost standpoint, but uh, we're also a family of ANPs and IAs and, and uh, was concerned about the airplane just not being flown enough to be safe. And started looking for a partner and um, or partners, and after several months um, of um, you know posting notices on local FBO bulletin boards and that type of thing and getting no results, I realized that uh, post 9-11, there was a real uh, problem. I mean, really two problems. First off, there's just a whole lot less activity out at the airport around the hangars than there was when I was, you know, flying 25 years ago and growing up at airports. Uh, and the second was an issue of access because a lot of the airports, you used to be able to just drive up and see who was hanging around and doing what at the hangars are now surrounded by uh, chain link and razor wire. Uh, and uh, not exactly friendly to people coming in and hanging on the fence just to see what's going on. So um, I was complaining about this to my wife one uh, evening, and she kind of gave me one of those wifely looks and said, well, you know, you, you just sold a business that you do web collaboration, consulting, and software. Why don't you go fix this problem? And um, and certainly made sense to me, and, uh, and I uh, formed the uh, Aircraft Partnership Association. Sounds like your wife and my wife get along really good. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. So, do you uh, currently have an aircraft of your own or a partnership that you're in? Yeah, I actually have. Uh, we were originally started looking for something low and slow. I actually wanted two aircraft uh, um, uh, and possibly three because I had different missions. I wanted something low and slow, and then I wanted something. Uh, um, you know, that could carry a family and uh, uh, so forth. And uh, I actually was thinking about something along the lines of a champ um, and then uh, actually bought, end up buying a powered parachute after flying one because, you know, talk about your low and slow flying, it's great. And I am actually still in the hunt for a uh, larger aircraft. 
So are you, in essence, your own guinea pig for the partner location service? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, actually, I was. And uh, um, from a from a background standpoint, uh, since 1999, I've been doing uh, business in in uh, web based collaboration of all sorts for all different kinds of industries for the federal government. Uh, and uh, not only doing it on a consulting basis for how to put together, um, you know, uh, collaborative enterprise prizes and how to, you know, get people together over the web, but also doing the software for it. So, uh, you know, when I encountered the problem with simply getting people together and using the web as a vehicle, that uh, this was not uh, um, so much a, a discovery as it was, uh, you know, just applying what I've been doing professionally for the last several years to the particular problem of general aviation. That's what started. I mean, it, it, it was not, this is not a situation of having to figure out from scratch what to do. Well, I, I had a chance to actually go through and, and register on the site and get my name in the hat, so to speak. And Okay. Um, I haven't been to eHarmony, but it was an awful lot like what I think eHarmony is. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, that's a, a great model for getting people together, and and actually, the eHarmony model gets used in a lot of different uh, settings other than just dating and uh, finding partners for airplanes. It's just a good model, a good use of the web. I was impressed that uh, there were a lot of very detailed questions that really fo- force you to focus on what kind of mission you've got and what what do you really want out of both the aircraft and the, the relationships. Well, you know, one reason the eHarmony model is so appropriate is that when you're sharing an aircraft with somebody, um, you really do need to know a lot about uh, who you're sharing the aircraft with. Uh, just to begin with, uh, that that's one of the you know requirements for any kind of successful shared aircraft uh, uh, experience. Uh, when there are problems in in partnerships, it's not about the airplane; it's about the people involved in it. And the only way that you can uh, sort out those uh, issues up front is to have people disclose them in a profile. So, for the same reasons that an eHarmony or Match dot com. Uh, works to make a uh, a better quality relationship than just you know happenstance is that it kind of has people go through and figure out what they want and it has people that they may partner with go out and figure out what they want and it just makes it a, a lot more likely to find the right person uh, and if you get that done then then finding the right airplane is a lot simpler. Well, that really is a key for me. I'm I'm not as particular about what the aircraft is as the people that I own it with. Um, I just see all sorts of problems and, uh, and frustrations if you don't have a good match there. That it doesn't matter what the aircraft is. If you're mad, you're not going to fly it. Oh, I think that's exactly correct. And you know, fortunately, uh, historically, the 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 great majority of partnerships are 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 just fine. I mean, people uh, report. Uh, uh, generally, that partnership was a, was a great thing for them. Uh, the ones that do not report that, uh, there tend to be just two issues that come up over and over again. And of course, you know, having decided to do this, you know, in a professional capacity and working at the APA uh, full time, I've had a chance to talk to a lot of uh, you know people who've been involved in partnerships. The number one problem is is the same as it is in um, you know marriage or dating. It's a communication problem. Uh, they didn't disclose, uh, you know, what they wanted up front, or they hadn't sorted it out for themselves very well. And you know, they show up at the airport, and their partner's gone with the airplane, and didn't tell them they were going to take it out. You know, th- those type of things. Um, so, communications and and uh, knowing who you're partnering with the number one is the number one issue. 
the number two issue and the reason we spend time on the website you know, educating people what the different forms of sharing an aircraft are is that uh, people don't handle the, the legal and tax issues up front. Uh, and uh, we stress that every chance that we get, whether you're forming a, a, some sort of new shared aircraft arrangement or you're joining one that already exists, uh, to always do the legal and tax review um, uh, needed uh, for the simple reason that uh, in the United States in particular, uh, if you are in a simple partnership where both of your name is on the title of, of an aircraft and your partner manages to... Um, you know, crash the you know airplane into the uh, local you know elementary school at recess. I mean, nightmare scenario. Uh, you are just as liable as if you were at the controls of the airplane. So uh, you know, those two things uh, comprise um, you know either legal or tax problems or um, uh, personality problems, communicator communication problems. Uh, are all we've ever heard complaint-wise about partnerships. Unfortunately, we've heard relatively few, but they do occur, and fortunately, they're easily preventable. Uh, thus, the process that we take people through uh, of having them think about what they want require that other people disclose what they want and to sort through the legal and tax issues. Uh, that's why we're set up the way we're set up. Now, I've heard, um, I don't know if this is true or not, but because uh, I don't I'm not in a partnership with an aircraft at the moment, but I heard that um, uh, another major uh, issue with uh, partnership is who puts up with the maintenance and who puts forward the money for that, for the 100 hours and everything. And um, I know of two partnerships personally that have fallen apart because they can't get the uh, the maintenance issues taken care of or they don't know who's supposed to pay for what and the airplane just sits on the tarmac out there and the, the the legal issues and the maintenance issues and that type of thing, uh, you know, th that that's all you know of the same cloth. Because when I say legal issues, I'm not talking about uh, um, you know issues about what state that you uh, you know what might incorporate a uh, you know an LLC to hold uh, an airplane in. Although that's certainly a technical legal issue that needs to be addressed. Uh, but when you're talking about legal issues, you're also talking about the agreements that you have. And the agreement should, should have things that are explicit, like this is how we charge ourselves for maintenance reserves, and this is the circumstances that we pay for them, and uh, this is how the aircraft is going to be maintained and who it's going to be ma maintained by and, uh, um, uh, you know, who is responsible for making sure that it gets scheduled for, you know, for a 100-hour for an annual Things like, um, um, you know, what is our policy around, use, you know, uh, using uh, reserve funds for doing things like um, uh, avionics upgrades? Uh, all of those things uh, we cover step by step when people go through our profile. Now, again, we, we don't have them spell it out in explicit detail because they... Um, they may not uh, know when they first, uh, you know, uh, come into our system exactly what the answers to those questions are. But what we do make sure is that they understand that that they understand that the questions need to be asked. So again, like eHarmonyOrMatch.com, it's a detailed profile that is meant uh, uh, to prompt people to start thinking correctly about how to either join or to form a partnership in such a way that they don't buy themselves trouble. And uh, by the way, I don't know where we want to put this in here, but, you know, this is free. I mean, we don't charge for this service. Oh, really? Oh, no. It, you know, it, it, we don't charge for it. And we, you know, our model is, is that we are not going to charge for the partner matching service. Uh, it's, uh, 
you know, it, it works to everybody's advantage for us to offer that for free uh, because, you know, the, we can maximize the number of people who get into the system and start using it and start finding, uh, you know, finding partnerships to join or just or finding people to, to form a partnership with. Uh, so it's free and it will continue to be free. Well, that's good news. What happens if I am online and uh, I see someone's profile that, that sounds interesting, they're close to me geographically, they've got common interests in uh, how they perceive maintenance issues and the kinds of uh, aircraft they're interested in. What happens next? Okay, well, we have an internal secure communication system. It's, it's uh, somewhat similar to what you would see on uh, a site like LinkedIn or Facebook. Uh, one thing that uh, um, you know, we don't ever disclose, uh, we, the Aircraft Partnership Association, and our staff do not ever disclose any of our members' contact information uh, without their direct written permission. So uh, the site is uh, secure from the standpoint that your contact information is just not out there in the wild. So I'll, I'll do my initial search, fill out my profile, and I'll do my initial search in the virtual pilot lounge uh, looking for people that, uh, that might be good potential partners. And then I begin to communicate with them. And uh, what we coach people on doing, if you see somebody who looks like there's a, a good potential partner, uh, ask all the questions uh, that you need to get asked while you're still anonymous. Now, you know, and again, uh, make, make clear that, you know, if, if you're in the system and I'm in the system and you want to give your contact information to me and then invite me to do the same, you know, you, you can do that. We don't restrict that in any way, but we, the APA, don't ever give anybody's contact information out to anybody. So, again, going back to the uh, you know, eHarmony model, uh, you get to know somebody uh, and, you, and you have hard questions that you need to ask about things that you just talked about. You know, who's going to do the maintenance? Who's going to schedule it? Who's going to respond? You know, be responsible for that type of thing? How are we going to collect money uh, in advance of uh, having to pay for an annual? All those kind of questions you want to ask um, anonymously. Um, the reason we say that is because, you know, when you don't know the person on the other end, you're liable to, um, you know, not be shy about asking the questions that you really need to get asked and answered. Um, after those have been asked you know, and answered satisfactorily, then, you know, we invite people to go ahead and just share your contact information and, you know, talk amongst yourselves. Uh, but but only after you have uh, figured out that, hey, this really is somebody I want to share an airplane with. Once that's occurred and um, a group of people have decided that they uh, want to take the next step and pursue a partnership, do they start looking for aircraft at that point, or do they really need to formalize the association first? Uh, they can do both. I mean, there's no reason that they can't do both simultaneously. And again, it, it kind of varies because some people uh, get together because there is a specific aircraft that they want to buy. Uh, you know, we, we've seen that with people who want to buy an Arab air, you know, an aerobatic aircraft. They are specifically looking to get into, you know, into partners with an S2 Pitts. And you get other folks who just know that they want something to build time in, and it can be a, you know, a 172 or a Warrior, and, and they don't really care. They don't have a dog in that that fight. So again, it, every uh, you know group that gets together to share an airplane, their needs are, are unique and a little bit different. Uh, so it's not so much a, an issue of when do they buy the airplane and when do they handle uh, you know the the uh, the legal and tax issues. It's the fact that they've got to do both of them. 
right? And you, you can't skip doing the legal and tax issues. And that's that's true even if uh, that's true even if you're joining an existing partnership. You still need to have somebody who is a competent, uh, uh, you know, knowledgeable aviation, uh, you know, attorney. Take a look at that paperwork before you uh, join an existing, you know, some sort of existing arrangement. On the website, are there contacts or links or referrals to people that can help do that kind of work? The, yeah, the tax professionals and the attorneys. Yeah, there will be. There will be in January. We are are just finishing up the the final stages of our next release of software, and we've we've worked with a, a lot of the different uh, entities out there that are that are necessary to uh, do things like buy aircraft, get them insured, get them financed. Uh, and uh, you know, do the tax and legal work. So there will be a uh, a directory, an industry partner directory uh, that's uh, on the site, and uh, we'll be building constantly uh, starting in January. Uh, over the last uh, year and a half or so, we've had conversations with most of the major manufacturers and people who are in that business. Uh, again, finance, tax, and insurance, and and they are actually the folks that support what we do uh, financially and enable us to, um, uh, you know, do the uh, partner finding service for free. So we are industry supported, uh, and that's that's our business model. Well, one of the key requirements for any person looking at a plane is obviously cost. Um, I was very intrigued because you you really had some numbers that were astonishing that. With a say a four or five person partnership, the cost for an aircraft can actually be less than that of a typical uh, sedan that you might purchase. Oh no, that's uh, that's true. Currently, we are uh, you know sponsoring along with U.S. Aviation and some other companies a, a show over in the Vista Ridge Mall in Denton. We actually have a, have a Remos GX on one of the main entrances there. And uh, uh, we've done our homework, and this is all available right off the front page of the website. Um, we've done our homework, and, and uh, we show that in a typical four-person partnership, a very common partnership, whether it's in a new Remos GX or a really, really nice um, uh, you know, 172 uh, or a pre, you know, pre-owned 172 or a very, very nice, very capable pre-owned Bonanza A36. Those are the, the three aircraft we use for our model. Uh, what's interesting is is the actual cost of ownership uh, and operation, ownership and operation, not just the purchase cost, but you know what it actually costs to to own the airplane, to hangar it, to insure it, to, to finance it, to fly it, and maintain it, is significantly less than the average cost of the typical boat, motor, and trailer that's bought in this area. So you know when you do partnerships, the numbers are pretty astonishing. Uh, they get very, very competitive with um, you know just sort of common power sports uh, activities, and that's the that's the wonder of uh, partnerships. Um, you know, so the numbers are great, and we invite people to go uh, to our website. We have a, a cost you know comparison spreadsheet, uh, a partnership calculator spreadsheet that you can download. It's a very thorough. Uh, you can play all kinds of scenarios on it, compare it to even things that are not airplanes, and that's you know that's available for free download off our website. And what's the link for the website? It is www.theapa.com, and let me do that phonetically, www.tango hotel echo alpha papa alpha.com. And again, that's a free website, so it doesn't cost anything to register and to uh, to seek out partners or to get the the cost information. 
Um, will there be any in charge for the, the services of like uh, the directory, for instance, of tax accountants or uh, lawyers that could help? Nope. There's, there's, there's no charge for access to the, uh, our, you know, what we call our industry partners. There's no, ch- there's no charge for that uh, directory. Uh, the only thing that we have at actually doing that we're going to charge for that a bunch of members have asked for us to do, and that's the capability to post photographs and documents about an aircraft that they uh, uh, would like to sell a share in. Uh, so we are going to do that. That's coming in the January release, uh, and we will do a charge for that. It's about 10 bucks a month. We're, again, trying to keep the cost as absolutely low as we can. Uh, but we had a uh, bunch of our folks wanted that 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 have existing uh, partnerships or equity flying clubs and things actually wanted to post more information about their aircraft. So um, it wasn't our original intent to do that. They actually asked us to do it. So we are. You also have either as a through a partner relationship or as part of the the native system. Will you uh, also have scheduling features and uh, maintenance records and that sort of thing available? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We we uh, we are the 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 release that's coming up is APA two APA three is already largely uh, designed, and we'll start coding on it uh, as soon as this next release is done. But uh, that is uh, an online scheduling tool, a maintenance uh, scheduling tool. Uh, and of course, uh, the uh, aircraft logbook, pilot logbook, uh, and then uh, basic partnership bookkeeping. Uh, again, uh, in the administration of the partnership, we want to make that as easy as possible. And uh, uh, again, that will be very complete, uh, but it will also be very low cost. So again, our, our goal is to remove the barriers to entry. Um, uh, you know the cost barrier to entry to anybody who's looking at getting into GA or anybody who's in GA and just simply wants to reduce or needs to reduce their cost to stay in. And uh, so we're looking at this whole process from finding partnerships to forming them to administering them and uh, uh, putting together the uh, sort of uh, you know, uh, infrastructure necessary to make that as, as easy as possible, as easy and as, as, as uh, inexpensive as possible. That's our mission. In the year and a half that you've uh, been part of this uh, enterprise, have you been able to gather any statistics or any uh, anecdotal information about some partnerships that have formed? And, oh, uh, some- yeah, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's uh, if you go to just read testimonials on the front page of the website, you'll just, you just see a handful of the folks that we've helped. Uh, um, you know, the folks have, uh, that have joined us have found partners. Uh, have found people to go off and buy new aircraft with, pre-owned aircraft. We've had folks that uh, had uh, shares in an existing partnership that they needed to sell, uh, that they've been able to, uh, uh, you know, use our our free service for. We've uh, uh, we've had folks that that really were faced um, due to one circumstance or another with, I've got to find a partner. I've either got to park or sell my airplane. Not a good circumstance. And we've helped them find partners. And, um uh, and they're continuing to fly, and uh, and their partners are flying. So uh, we're very pleased with the fact that we've, uh, even though we're in our infancy, have helped a lot of people um, uh, either can start to fly or continue flying or fly more. Uh, and and again, that's our goal. Uh, so we're we're very pleased with our progress. Well, that's what it's all about, I guess. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly what it's all about. Well, I know you've got to run, but uh, we really appreciate you joining us. Again, the website was theapa.com. David, do you have a, a Twitter account people can contact you with? No, uh, if, but if they want more information uh, the, you know, than what we've gone over here, they're free to contact me at just info at theapa.com, and uh, I'll be glad to respond. 
Well, great. We appreciate your uh, joining us, and uh, we hope you enjoy the journey. I appreciate it, guys. You guys have a good evening. Thank you for listening to the Pilot's Journey podcast. We'd love to hear your questions, suggestions, or experiences. And you can reach us at our website, www.pilotsjourneypodcast.com. Or you can leave us voicemail at 469-277-2359. You can also follow me as Pilot Stu, that's S-T-U, on Twitter or MyTransponder.com. And you can reach me on Twitter or MyTransponder as CFI Stu, S-T-E-W. And until next time, go fly and enjoy the journey. Please note that this podcast is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Please consult your own qualified flight instructor before attempting anything discussed in this podcast. Copyright 2009, Fully Stewed Productions.